Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? everybody welcome to a special episode of the live better sell better podcast this is your host kevin dorsey aka kd and today we're actually having a recap let's be honest not everyone's got time to go do every 45 minute episode so we're bringing the best of the best into this episode only here live better sell better podcast you got to give yourself grace i'll say that first is progress over perfection making sure you're realizing like these habits have been ingrained with you for your whole life. So you're not just going to be able to flip a switch and turn into a robo productive KD or Ian Koniak right out the gate, right? I've, I've been spending years and years trying to get to this place where I genuinely am exhausted at the end of the day. And I've only worked a eight or nine hour a day because it's intense work and that's how it should feel. That's a good thing. Okay. That shouldn't be once a month. I feel great. No, that should be every day. <laughs> that's how you become very successful. So. Fundamentally, if you if you get out of sorts, if you've been out of sorts forever, you should that I mean, should feel normal for you because that's that's just your norm. I have in various places in my house, and the and these devices, these 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 cold wallet devices come with uh, little cards, like they know. So you write down your twelve to twenty four word uh, secret phrase, put them in your safe, put one in your drawer, put one under your mattress, whatever you got to do to keep redundancy, kind of outthink yourself and outthink your your human flaws. Uh, some people could argue that these these central exchanges spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on security, and I think that's a valid argument. Um, but like I said, I think crypto is the ultimate expression of self-reliance and autonomy. Now that could be a two-edged sword because if you do something stupid and give somebody your private keys, you've given them your crypto. So, the piece of this that I've noticed the most, and you can you know kind of cover in any piece I miss, but to me, what I've noticed the most is that fear has an effect not just on, on the learning up front, but on the implementation part of it. Um, because physiologically, when your brain is in a fear response, it changes how your brain functions, and your brain has a much harder time trying out new things, running new bits of code that it hasn't run before. Under a fear situation, your brain just defaults to what's most familiar. And for true learning to take place, you have to try new things. You have to run new bits of code and say, hey, I usually handle the situation this way, but I, I, I read this book, I attended this training, let me try handling it this way. Physiologically, that's just not how the brain works under fear conditions, right? Under fear conditions, your brain plays it safe and goes with what it knows. So again, if an objection comes up and I'm on a high variable and I'm worried about paying my mortgage, my brain's going into fear response when I hear that objection. And I'm not even necessarily physiologically going to have the choice 
to try implementing that new behavior I learned last week about objections. I'm just going to have to go with the default because that's what my brain is for. Versus if I got a 90% base, you know, I want this deal to close, so I'm going to try my best, but it's not really make or break. I may be able to avoid that fear response and my brain may be in a place where it's better able to access what it learned last week and try it on for size. Um, so on the implementation piece where I've noticed a big difference where fear really uh, hinders implementation of new things. We have to open our digital mouth. We have to share what we know, share what we've experienced. And I don't care if you're a you know, three-month, six-month SDR or BDR or your 40-year AE. We all have experience. And when we authentically share those experiences, hey, I read this and this is what I learned. This is what I thought. What do you guys think? We're opening up those digital conversations. Now, why is it so important that we share posts like that? Well, to earn the right to a meeting, our buyers, our prospects need to be able to read and see who we are, what we think, and the value we offer before they'll agree to a meeting with us. Because we're, we're out of that stage where people will accept, you know, accept the meeting to learn about you. They don't have time for it. And there's so much competition. They don't have to take their time to give you their valuable time for you to be able to prove that you have value. You have to prove it before they're willing to accept the meeting. When times are tough, you gotta get scrappy. You just gotta hustle your way through it. I mean, like there's, I wish I had a great answer of like philosophically, I don't know that I agree with commission only sales roles or whatever, like all that shit goes down the drain. Like we, like, you know, when, when, when times are tough, you gotta find a way to, to break through. And I think, uh, you know, whether it's, it, it's something as simple as you make a post on LinkedIn and then you get a bunch of people that comment, right? Uh, there's people that do that. Here's the real question. How many people responded to all those comments? How many people actually got on the phone and scheduled 15 or 30 minutes with the people that commented saying, I'm still hiring? How many people actually saw the people that said, hey, we're not hiring right now, but good luck to you and said, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. It's awesome that you did that. I know you're not hiring right now, but at some point in the future, I'm sure you'll be hiring. Could we catch up so that when that time comes, you at least know who I am, what I'm about, and, and if we could have an opportunity. Like, people don't do those things, right? They don't, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, the best salespeople do this as well, where like, you know, the window opens just a crack and they take the fucking crowbar and they cram open that thing and are in through the door before you know it. And then, you know, other salespeople that see it like, you know, a partially open door and they kind of look at it and they're like, yeah, there's probably one that's a little bit more open, you know, like, and, and, and so when times get tough, you got to have that crowbar mentality. You got to have that, like, how do I get in no matter what little crack I can find? And if so, if there's a sales leader out there who says, you know what, I'm willing to take a shot on you as a commission only rep for a couple months while we try to figure things out. And you really like this company and you believe in this leader. I would go for that in a heartbeat. So, so I, and maybe this is like a, a product of growing up with a, with a coach as a father, but like, I'm just a process guy. Like I talked about operating rhythm and cadence as a seller. You got to have the same thing in your, in your like wellness practice. Right. So like I, and I did this as a sales leader too. I, I have a, a morning routine called Maverick. And, 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 and the way, the, the reason it's called Maverick is it stands for meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading. The I stands for inscribing, which is journaling. C is con I contact two people. I text two people that I haven't talked to within six months. And then the K stands for keep coming back. So do that every day. So 
My whole thing is like, you've got to build the habit into your operating rhythm as a human being. So I think you've got to, and you can't do it all at once and, and you can't do too much because then it becomes too much of a challenge for you and it's not fun. So start small, pick a habit that you want to change and just do it, do it for, you know, 30 days. And eventually, you know, as you know, these things become habits. And I think you can build on a practice over time, right? Like Maverick wasn't born on day one when I got sober. In fact, my first probably year of sobriety was like the only daily habit that I had was don't drink today. <laughs> but for that like wellness practice to, to transform into that, I think it's pick, a, pick the thing that you want to do the most and just do it every day, build it into your operating rhythm and then build on top of that. That's kind of how that's that's where I, I had success with it. And so this is why one of the things that we um, kind of we saw this across our customers and we realized that there was an opportunity for us to just like help them better manage their teams, like get get better at management. Um, so we actually work with um, I'm sure, you know, Richard Harris. Um, uh, we, we actually work with Richard Harris that just we, we have a monthly manager boot camp um, that we just make available to our um, to, to all of our customers and actually we make it available to the community too. If anyone wants to sign up, it's just at atriumhq.com forward slash bootcamp. Because often like people, managers don't, like new managers don't get coached on coaching. I know it's kind of meta, right? But they don't get like taught how to have those, those um, kind of like coaching conversations and, and hard conversations. And you know, it's like, it's, it's not hard for like old fogies like you and me because we've been doing it forever, but it's tough for some folks. And, and if you, and, and if they don't have the muscle, then like, you know, the behaviors aren't going to change and the behaviors aren't going to change and the, then like the outputs are not going to change.